Hi everyone, Kristen here. We've got an interesting show for you today. Our guest is Akia Red. She's a mental health advocate, author of Be Free, Be You, and founder of Real Girls Fart. F period A period R period T period. And I'm not going to ruin this by telling you what that stands for. We'll let her do that on the show. She is someone who was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and hid that uh, as we often do because of feelings of shame. She's certainly lived in a spotlight kind of a situation being married to a former NBA basketball star and that added to her anxiety disorder, something we can all understand. So please welcome Akia Red to the show. I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. I'm strong enough to handle what you throw me. Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Akia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Kristen. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. Now, I told everyone in our intro, the founder of Real Girls Fart, and I'm going to let her say what that stands <laughs> for. I'm not going to ruin it, it ruin the shine of this. So please tell our listeners <laughs> what that actually stands for. Right. So it's an acronym for fearless authentic rescuer and trailblazer mm. and uh, we are um, really breaking stigma um, on two fronts you know one for so long we've been taught as females things that are appropriate or inappropriate to say oh yeah yeah you know and do and then also um, it really highlights um, the four things that I think I've had to kind of come to in my own mental health journey um, and so that's why those words were so important to me because those were four different words that I used to, to describe myself. Mm. So tell us, okay, I understand three of them. Yes. Tell us what you mean by rescuer in R. So for me, um, within my journey, um, I feel like when you know better, we would think that we all do better, right? And so part of doing better um, is going back and rescuing those who may not have found their voices yet, um, giving them a voice, kind of paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And so we are 
you know, saving them from, you know, going down that same little rabbit hole that many of us who have struggled, you know, with a mental illness um, or challenge, um, we're kind of going back and we're paying it forward and we're saying, hey, if I would have known this then, or if I would have had this person or that person. And so we're kind of becoming that to them. Oh, that's great. Yeah, a lot of people, because we also dip into the addiction side of things on of this network. That's part of the mental health side. So we hear a lot about enabling. Don't be an enabler. You're you're as much in the addiction as the as the person that's identified as the addict. If you're an enabler, and what mm-hmm. a word that comes with that is rescuer. Of course. And I always think, you know, that's a that's a, I understand that, but um, the connotation doesn't just mean that. Um, because it's true, you do go back. I mean, my whole career and personal life, volunteer work has been about going back and, gosh, can I help somebody else yeah. go through this crap? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're responsible, you know, in many ways for the information that we receive, right? And so right. what is it that we are going to do with that information? Right. Um, and that's, you know, part of the reason why I decided to, take my own personal journey, my story more public to the public forefront, because I knew that there had to be more than one or two people that were dealing with, you know, what I was dealing with at the time. So we talked a little bit about in your intro about, you know, being diagnosed with generalized anxiety Mm -hmm. disorder, and then also being in the spotlight and the way that you were um, adds to that. So I have a question for you that a lot of our listeners have you know, written in about, and some of my friends are very well known either because they are celebrities themselves and whatever it is they're a celebrity in, um, or they are the spouse of, or the family member of, and the pressure that, you know, comes, that can come with that. Mm -hmm. And they've, the big question has been, well, why is it that these people that are in the same position I am didn't have a breakdown or didn't deal with depression to where it, they couldn't hide it or they could hide it mm-hmm. quote unquote, better than me. And what does that say about me? And, you know, I'm right there with them going, I, I don't know, because I also have struggled with those yeah. things. Yes. So, I always think, well, resilience, you know, it, it yeah. isn't so much that you were weak and so you broke down. It's more, hey, I, I, can, I cannot pretend. I cannot pretend that something is not happening that's happening. Right. So how, do you, how did you examine that for yourself? Um, well, yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, I think resilience is, is one of the, the main ones I think that comes to mind for me. Um, I just now actually would probably within the last like month or so, as I kind of study a little bit more about uh, mental illnesses and anxiety disorders and such, you know, Um, In the world of behavioral health um, with ADHD and autism, you know, there's like that high functioning spectrum. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're familiar, like with anxiety, there's that high function. Oh, yeah. And um, I think that, you know, sometimes that has that has a lot to do with it. I I think the more that I study the ins and outs of that, I think that that was probably my situation is I was a little bit more of the on the high functioning side. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you hide it until you can't anymore. Right. And right. Right. I mean, so it's not really about, you know, if you don't deal with life, life is going to deal with you. 
Yep. So it's not necessarily about like, if it's going to catch up with you, it's really a question of when. Right. Um, and so I think that all of us are very different. All of us have different levels of functionality with it. All of us have, um, you know, different thresholds of what we're able to, to take before we break. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it wasn't that I didn't break because I did, um, you know, right before I went and got help and actually got an official diagnosis um, of having an anxiety disorder, I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Do you think that you, I mean, I'm sure you've thought of this, but do you think that in some ways the reason why you had this happen, that you were put in this position is because your mission, your one of your soul's purpose was to bring light to this. And that's why you had the quote unquote break that became a public thing. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that. Um, I, Of course, you know, growing up in a religious households with faith being very much at my foundation you always are taught that you know you go through things for other people more so than for yourself and that was not something that at the time I wanted to really hear or entertain of course but I do feel that there is validity to that to some extent I think for me it gives me a layer or level and depth of empathy Mm. that I would not otherwise have had I not been so close to it. And actually, I hear people within the faith community very often say to me, um, well, you shouldn't say that, you know, you may always have this or you may always struggle with it because that's not being very optimistic about your situation and I'm like no listen you don't understand I want to I want to have this because this is what keeps me very it reminds me of my human fragile nature and that Mm -hmm. it keeps me very closely connected to it so that when somebody comes to me and they're like I'm about to lose it I absolutely know what that feels like because I'm very closely connected to it Do you think too, I mean, I've found this where I have done some work because I'm in the business of mental health as well as being an advocate um, and working with mental health organizations can be more enriching for me when I'm doing projects with them because, you know, you're with a bunch of counselors. Now, are there problems within those places? Mm -hmm, Of mm -hmm. course, everybody's human. But I've found stepping into other things that we try to do or that I try to do as a, as a person and also a female business leader. Um, I found that when I have worked with organizations that are outside the field of mental health, Mm -hmm. there's a layer of not understanding. There's a layer of um, quick to judge all those things that we see in society outside of our, our mental health world that I find, Oh, that's right. I have to remember these people aren't, Mm -hmm. used to having to think, well, this person might be having an issue and that's why they behave that way. They go to that societal quick to judgment. Mm -hmm. Have you found that Mm -hmm. on your journey? Oh, 100%. It's, it's so prevalent, not only with, you know, non-mental health organizations, but also prevalent within family relationships, friendships, where people have not, if you, if listen, you don't know until you know, 
Yeah. And, 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 um, and I think, you know, what's really, really interesting too, Kristen, and, and I don't know if you've, if you've experienced this, but I have experienced the same kind of not really understanding, but trying to make it like they do with like hospitals, doctors, a lot oh, of times yeah. because they're very institutionalized. Yeah. So it's, it, they don't really understand it from an empathetic perspective. They understand it from a, like, you know, a training course that yes. they had to take. Yeah. Yes. Or they took a, a mental health first aid course, which is wonderful. Not knocking no, mental health great. first aid. My God, everybody should be doing it. But, but yeah, they come at it like, here's my textbook. And I remember that from the class instead of where are you the person that I need to speak to and look me in the eyes right now? 100%. And I have found that when I'm speaking to other women, about these types of things and asking them why haven't they sought treatment that is what they say they say because I don't want to be viewed as or looked as as a project or like well let's give you this drug or let's try this therapy on you like I just and you know what I have found and I say this over and over again is that people want to be seen and they want to be heard. They don't want to be fixed. Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that. Oh my God. We're going to make a meme out of that. Yes. That's so true. And I think it's wonderful when you see somebody's eyes light up for a moment that's not in the field Mm -hmm. and they get it for a moment. But then when you're, sometimes I've seen that sometimes they stay Mm -hmm. and they get excited and then, and now they're all, their whole, they have this awakening Mm -hmm. and and they live their life in this new awakening status. Mm -hmm. But then I see people that they have a momentary awakening about mental health and then the minute that you're not around them or they go back to their regular life, they go right back to where they were before. And uh, I think, oh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe a seed was planted that 10 years from now, 10 months, whatever will, you know, maybe it just wasn't your time. But I always get a little when I see that happen. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. And, but, you, but you're so, you're so right. And you're so one to something. I always say that like one person may may plant the seed another person may water the seed but Mm -hmm. you know what it's not up to us what happens after that right Right. that that whole other part about what makes the seed grow you know and brings it up is actually divine we have no control over that and if you have generalized anxiety disorder like i've been diagnosed with too we have to learn how to not go outside and check to make sure that the seeds have taken root every three minutes oh my gosh i'm telling you um it is that is so true i i think for me what has been key for me is just staying present right because yeah. if you move anywhere on either side of being present you go backwards you can be very depressed you go forwards yeah. you're very anxious and you know anxiety and depression are like sisters yeah they're very close so I you can get, get things that take you off your game too. Like, oh. you know, I'll get invited to do, like we got into doing filmed projects, which mm-hmm. thankfully new team in mental health, everything's going to, you know, going great there. But initially 
was horrible. Mm-hmm. People that we have these amazing advocates that show up and they're they're incredible. And then we didn't think about, well, maybe the crew needs to be in the field also because they don't get what's going on here and that's painfully obvious and yet they're going to be editing what maybe mm-hmm. what we're doing. I don't think so. So yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. And how much it can take you off your game, how much you can, when you're on this course and part of staying on the course with your mental health treatment is having that structure of your life. But when you try something new, some of that structure goes right on out the window. You you know what? You are, you are preaching to the choir girlfriend, because (laughs) I'm telling you today, this is a perfect example. And see, this is okay. This goes back to what we just said about how you experience things to kind of tell the story. Honest to God today, I was, you know, I was so excited about all this stuff, you know, that's happening. And, um, and I was so excited that I was just like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to skip my yoga class today and go for a walk and, you know, get on the phone and talk about how excited I am about everything. And I said, nope. I said, I did not get to the place of recovery where I am right now by skipping yoga classes. Right. And so you are 110% on the money when you say, you have got to stay focused on your recovery as well as trying to advocate for everybody else. And also, you know, I'm a woman, a woman who leads, not saying that that makes me a good leader. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I am (laughs) in that position. So are you. I mean, then you're at another level of that because you're in charge of all of these projects that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're at the center of it and you are not always, you know, yoga no no love and light that that kind of stuff no (laughs) no 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 sometimes it's like oh I really want to go be hiding under my covers right now Uh uh-huh yep which is normal that's normal which is which is normal and I think one of the things that that I do encourage women to do is to really be true to that and to lean into that it's a balance So you've got to know when to lean into it and to give into that and when not to. Um, There is no perfect answer, right? So how how have you dealt with, you know, all of these things that you're doing that are exciting? You've got a book coming out. You've got all these appearances that you're doing. How do you stay present and focused? And, you know, you're going to have moments where you're taking off your game. That's just part, part of being a human being. But not get swept up in the hoopla that can come with the kind of things that you're doing. Right. I, well, um, I think my faith, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. prayer, a lot of meditation, realizing and understanding that it is so humbling and, and being on such a high uh, platform for everybody to see um, comes with a great responsibility. And so really keeping that in the forefront of my mind, um, I am a huge advocate for yoga. It is, it has helped me, but I think any type of movement, you know, I'm making that time for yourself, um, really staying connected with my gal pals. Mm -hmm. Um, that is very, very much a part of my recovery. Um, my husband, my kids, Um, but also just making time for myself, doing the things that I know that Akia enjoys doing. Right. Mm -hmm. 
how about talking about this with your kids? Yeah. So um, we have, that's, that's one of my missions is just to really make the mental health discussion a dinner time conversation. Right. And we, um, if nothing else, like if I didn't write the book, if I didn't launch this platform or the blog or do any of what I'm doing, the fact that this happened to me and I was able to give my son and my daughter vocabulary and to give their feelings words mm-hmm. um, has, is, is definitely worth all of it. Um, and I think that the conversation with our children needs to be had just like the old good old fashioned birds and bees conversation. We need to have the mental health conversation. Do you feel like you've been accepted more in, let's say the sports field as opposed to maybe a few years ago? I mean, now mental health is finally this popular, you know, hitch your tail on the mental health wagon, um, which is great. That's fantastic. It's more and more accepted, but how accepted is it really? Because you're in the inner part of this in a way that, you know, I'm not. Well, I have not. So it'll be interesting because there was just today an article that came out where I I talk more openly and in detail about my connection to, you know, my husband is a, is a retired NBA um, all-star and he played in the NBA for about 12, 13 years. So I haven't really talked about it as candid and as open um, mm-hmm. as I did in that article, but good for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, um, and it wasn't because I was afraid to, I think it was just really everything comes in its time. And there were so many pieces, um, to the story that I was trying to, to really wrap my hand head around. Um, but I haven't really been approached by anybody in the sports arena as of yet. I don't think that that's going to continue to be that way. I think that it probably will be a little bit, you know, more of a common occurrence. Um, I think that the conversation is starting to happen, but see, this is, this is the, the interesting part about it. We have to, we look at these sports icons as almost like gods, right? Absolutely. So there's going to have to be, it's one thing to have the conversation, but there's going to have to be a, an adjustment and a perspective shift. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if in that particular arena, if they're ready for that, because what also is going to come with that is also the um, body image stuff and the whole, oh, yeah. you know, eating disorder side of the mental health spectrum that they're going to have to deal with. Um, so that's going to open up Pandora's box. Um, that's what I was just thinking. We're talking about a big old can of worms. Oh yeah, we, it, it is. It's going to open up Pandora's box because more than anything, especially with like the gymnast and the dancers and the track and field mm-hmm. stars, like the whole eating disorder, body fat percentage, and you know, all of those types of things, um, it's, body dysmorphia oh, oh yeah. my gosh it's it is if it's such a big part of general population just imagine that group that small percentage of people that have to be perfectionism the best at everything right. the top of their game olympians like not fragile unbreakable so 
we we will see time time will tell right time will tell i think there's so much of it that is so new even though mental illness has been around for so long there's so much of it that is so new right and it covers so i mean then there's okay so we're talking about mental illness in general and then we're talking about how it affects you at what your gender is and then right. we talk about how it affects you depending on what your culture is yes. what your skin color i mean it just keeps going on and on yeah and on yeah it's it's uh it's very as we call it multi-layered right or we want to talk about mm -hmm. the, the concept of intersectionality oh my gosh you want to talk about intersectionality talk about all the different intersecting factors of the mental health discussion absolutely well tell our listeners about your book so the book be free be you is somewhat a i don't want to call it a memoir but i do talk a lot about my life navigating through the cultures of being an african american woman that grows up in a christian household with a father who is a pastor of a very big and thriving church um, of that time then also um marrying someone who is very very famous and so i'm kind of navigating between these both of these dynamics here and not really sure of my identity so i use a lot of and when i say identity i'm talking about who akia was meant to be right. the purpose for my life um what i was supposed to do as a woman and trying to navigate through everything that i was taught versus what i believe um, so I'm, I'm extremely proud of the book, um, and the transparency and the vulnerability. There's some humor, there's some points where you probably will want to cry, um, but it's very relatable, I think. Um, and so it's going to come out June 18th, but it is available for pre-order now on Amazon. Fantastic. Well, anyone that would, you know say real girls fart is going to have funny in their <laughs> you got to laugh at yourself right you got to have a sense of humor in life absolutely oh my gosh absolutely and that's the biggest thing is i have messed up a thousand i mean i don't even want to say I, I say this to some of my younger friends uh, that are trying so hard because i'm, I'm going to be 50 in january thank god i can't wait to cross that bridge <laughs> so happy about it because tell you what 40s were the best decade ever and so 50s with a lot of issues that we all have mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. but uh yeah i i my friends that are you know in their teens and 20s um, <laughs> that don't want to take a risk that yeah. it like box themselves into uh just a state of sitting still i'm like if you do not get out there and face plant a thousand times you are going to get nowhere in life 110 percent it you you have to because really it's it's not really failure you're just trying a bunch of things yeah, yeah. it's and you do embarrassing things i'm sorry that that social media is here for your embarrassing moments to be broadcast right, on a global right. scale that is so not fair and adds it's a whole other show and we're doing a lot of work around that with my company but but it still has to happen because that's how you figure out what the heck you're supposed to be doing yeah, I mean, it, it is, you know, and honestly, it's social media is a lot of people do point the finger at it. 
as the culprit, as, you know, what you blame. But at the same time, I mean, there's been a lot of this stuff that's been brewing. All it does is just shine a light, shines a light on what's already been there. Absolutely. So well, tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So keeping it real with keys, we have been on a little bit of a hiatus um, so that I could finish the book. (laughs) I believe me. I get it. Every time I go do something, I'm on a hiatus for my show and magically, because I'm usually like a show a day. Yeah. yeah, Plus I host other shows, but I did like the last two months I've had like these six days 10 days with no shows. And I thought, oh, I'm going to lose all my listeners. No, I have quadruple listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that tells me something. Stop. Yeah, Stop. no. I mean, Take a break. I, you know, I love, I love talking, if you can't tell. Um, so, <laughs> and so one of the really cool things that I love about keeping it real with Keys is that it's, Keys is my nickname. Uh, for a Kia. So you, you can call me that. All my friends call me that. And I, I love just the fact that I keep it raw. I keep it real. Um, I talk to very normal, you know, like just moms, everyday people. I also talk to people who are, you know, influencers. Um, and it's just really cool to have those candid conversations with them. And we talk about nothing. We talk about everything. We laugh a lot, but then things get really, really serious rather quickly. So mm-hmm. I will be re-upping that uh, here soon once I can kind of catch my breath and get the, um, get the oh, book yeah. going. Area, it's a lot. It's it's a lot to balance all this stuff. I, I so, <laughs> well, I and I'm a mom of really two, do. you know, wife. Yeah, it's you know, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, but I love it all. It's it's not too much ever. You know, this is this is great because it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. So yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's the nice part about what what I get to do too. Well. Tell our listeners where they can find out more about you, website, all of those things. Awesome. So I am able to be found at Real Girls Fart on Instagram. <laughs> uh, you can look us up. I have all kinds of like very inspiring, you know, quotes and captions and things like that. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Real Girls Fart. And then my website is akiared.com or realgirlsfart.com. So any of those places, my blog is actually on my website at realgrossfart.com. If you want I imagine to- you had no, I, no issue registering that domain. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And Kristen, you are not the first person that has brought that to my attention. I'm you are sure. absolutely <laughs> correct. There was no fight. Let's just say that. Um, so, um, you know, but be free, be you book dot com also if you want to just go straight to uh pre-order the book um it's it's a neat little pocket-sized book and it's you know just a very fun fun read so yeah that's where i am fantastic well thank you so much for coming on my show and coming on the network i really appreciate it well thank you so much kristen for um for having me and continuing to do what you're doing and advocating and shedding a light on this very important topic. This is, this is really important. The work that we're all getting to do and highlighting these stories. So I just, I'm so grateful for what you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you listeners for tuning in and uh, 
listening to my show for, oh gosh, seven years now. I don't know how you all <laughs> stuck around that long, but um, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next show on Mental Health News Radio. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, CopeNotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. I'm passive aggressive, but never without good intentions. I heat up and act on my emotions. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. Baby.